welcome to the Emergence Discipleship Podcast, created to equip ourselves with insight, background, and context into the themes and topics we study each week, first as we gather together to worship Jesus, and then as we go and make disciples. Let's dive into this week's discussion. All right, welcome everybody to week seven of our winter 2023 season. Uh, I am joined today by... Go ahead and say it. Hey, everybody. It's Kristen Border. It is. You never She's not lying. She's telling the truth. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> and you go. Name, sometimes you don't. That's right. Well, I got to make sure you're paying attention. So, yeah, that's how we roll here. Uh, we're in, we've been recording in this other room today because my office, I was eating smoked trout in there. You can't handle the smell. The smoked trout. I just wanted to be courteous towards you. <laughs> Meanwhile, it is one of my favorite foods. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie, like, th- sees things in stores and then, like, like thinks of me and gets them. I'm <laughs> it's very, always the, the strangest things, too. I'm very flat, flattered. Yeah. I won't say what the other thing that she gets me on a regular basis is. But, yeah, she was just like, I got, I'm getting Doug smoked trout at Trader Joe's. So I was like, all right, I will eat that with some hot sauce. Um, yeah. Oh, so, okay. And Kristen today is going to be extra good because she's got thinking putty. I do have thinking putty. I th- I think this belongs to EMS, but you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to borrow it for the yeah. next hour. Finders or keepers. So. Finders borrowers. <laughs> yes. So today, this week, we are in uh, Genesis uh, 4.17 through 5.24. So we're going to be talking about... Um, I don't even know what you would label this section. I think Ryan just called it Lamech, didn't he? Or uh, Lamech, yeah, however you want to say it. I didn't know that yeah. was a name for it. Yeah, he always has the simplest names. For the, so no. like one word from the passage is the name of the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and uh, yeah, so the main idea that I plucked out this week was as mankind plunges ever further into sin, sin and rebellion, God holds out the hope of salvation for those who walk with him. All right. And uh, the announcements are, I think they've been the same. I think this they, is a record. They have been the same for quite some time. Yeah, that's right. So if right. you come up to us and say, I didn't know this was happening, that is on you. It's it's inexcusable. <laughs> we, it's inexcusable. We dust ourselves off of that responsibility. It is yes. on you. <laughs> yes. Kristen shakes the dust off of her feet. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just the, these are basically dates with stuff. Oh, speaking of dates, I sent out the uh, new community group season dates um, to you in two emails now. So oh, everybody's man. got them. I have a confession, Doug. Confess. I saw it. I skimmed it. I did not read it yet. All right. That will, will. be 72 Hail Marys. <laughs> I will. You're clearly prepping for summer sessions. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, right? I've been very immersed in Catholicism. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we've got a short break, um, and by short, I mean one week. Um, but yeah, so it, we're going to start back up on April 16th, but the good news is, I mean, if you, you love your community group, so the good news is that that group, we're just going to keep doing them from now on. No stop. Whoop. No, uh, I, th- I believe the, the spring season is a seven week season, if okay. I'm not mistaken. So it's, Fairly it's a short. shorter, shortened season. So also it should be noted, um, we gave out mugs this Sunday, so please try to get them out to your neighbors. We do have a few more left. Um, mm-hmm. so if you give out all the ones you took, 
you can take some more. Yeah, notwithstanding um, requests for large quantities yeah, of mugs do. by some <laughs> there, folks. There have been some rather large requests. Yes. So um, people are doing their due diligence and yes. getting those out, That's which very we cool. really nothing, appreciate it. Nothing we're, wrong with that. We're excited to see how, how it goes. Yeah, so get mugging those neighbors. Uh, meanwhile, we will get talking about the, the, the sermon for the week and, and, the, and the questions here. So, all right. So, um, in chapter four, after the Cain and Abel story, which we looked at last week, we have the line of Cain. All right. And I have a rather lengthy paragraph there, but I feel like this is something that's kind of necessary to explain um, at this point in Genesis given the way that we sometimes refer to these, you know, you refer to it as like the line of Cain and the line of Seth. And so I just want to be careful to not, um, to use one of Paul's expressions, go beyond what is written, Mm. right? To not make inferences beyond what we have here. So as we explore the two family lines given in Genesis 4 and 5, it is important not to make assumptions that are not warranted by the text. The individuals in Cain's line are not doomed to wickedness and judgment simply because of their biological descent any more than those in Seth's line are destined for eternal blessedness because of theirs. In fact, the majority of names in Seth's lineage, the good one, all, um, of, the, of them, all we are told is that they suffered death, the consequence for sin. So, you know, so much for being the good line, right? Uh, We know precious little about most of the people in both lines. The author highlights some things about some of Cain's descendants and contrasts them with some things about some of Seth's in order to show us that the two paths that humanity takes, one towards evil and the other towards God, with those in the first camp vastly outnumbering those Mm -hmm. in the second. So um, just keep that in mind. That was a very um, tortured paragraph for me to write. <laughs> I was like, I don't like <laughs> There's a lot of editing that went into that paragraph. Uh, by the way, shout out to Johan, Johan Lee, who has been helping me with these study guides. Johan's hand is still um, is still present in these study guides. So appreciate your help, Johan. Thanks, Johan. Thanks, Johan. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and have our um, resident scripture reader. Here we go. Read Genesis four seventeen through 22. All right. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad fathered Mahujala. <laughs> nice. <laughs> how, in, how do you say uh, that? I would say Mahujael. Mahujael fathered Methushishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishish
Yeah, these are these are tough things. So, you know, unload all of your jokes about difficult to pronounce Bible names for this week because you certainly have a lot of them in there. <laughs> um, okay, well. Um, Notice how he's not correcting how I've said any of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's just letting it roll. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to tell the pronunciation based on the English because it's just, yeah. Um, but I could typically tell what, like, um, certain uh, conventions of transliteration do. Um, yeah. So like, like Methushael, like, you know, that when it ends with L, that's the na- shortened form of God, L Elohim. And so, you know, that it's not Methushael or Methushal or Methushael, oh, okay. you know, it's Methushael, gotcha. you know, so stuff like that, you know, that Hebrew doesn't have a J sound and that's typically tr- transliterating a Yod. So it would norm it would be like Yaval if you want, but nobody does that. My point about a trend, um, properly pronouncing Hebrew names and, and Greek names for that matter, is that nobody does it consistently mm. without sounding ridiculous. Like we don't say like Yisrael for Israel and we yeah. don't call Jacob Yaakob. So it's okay to fudge that normally, that's a normal language thing. And Hebrew does it with other languages too, huh. right? So it's not like the, like the, like Hebrews just, you know, getting the names perfectly, um, you know, they don't say Nabu Kaduri Utser. They say Nebuchadnezzar, you know. Whoa, so they, what is Nebuchadnezzar's name? <laughs> <laughs> Nabu Kaduri Utser, right? Or um, Nabe Kadubi Utser. Kaduri Utser, Kaduri yeah, Utser? yeah. Or Tiglath Pileser's name, Tikulti, um Apil um Ishara, is that the wrong? Am I getting the names confused? Um, you guys, no, he's yeah. just rattling these Apil off from memory Adina. too. Tukulti Apil Adina is his name. Um, okay. All that being said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for this week, folks. <laughs> Thanks for, yeah. Okay. Um, so now you can stop cultural? fast forwarding. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what are the cultural achievements credited to individuals in Kane's line? So what do we see here? Yeah. So we have the, the tents. And what was it? Where are we? No, I'm not even looking in the right spot. Well, there's people who dwell in tents. Oh, and the livestock. That was the Mm -hmm. other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So clearly, like Ryan talked about in the sermon, clearly there's some kind of progress in how um, people were living. Yep. Um, This would be like pastoral nomadism, right? Yep. mm -hmm. You also have Cain himself, right? Going and building a city, Mm -hmm. city building. Uh, what else do we have here? You see so then we've else got here? the the arts, mm-hmm. the pipe, and the what? The, the lyre. The lyre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is how you say that. Aside from <laughs> different from, than a truth teller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liar. Liar. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, music there, and then you've also got metallurgy, mm-hmm. right? The forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for that question. So this is just a bunch of things you identify from there. Easy and, peasy. And of course, yeah. Uh, so in the sermon, Ryan made the observation that external progress does not result in internal progress. What does this mean and how does the text support this idea? Yeah, so I mean, that's just clearly like uh, we haven't, just because we have technologies, new technologies does not, mm-hmm. does not mean that our that humans are good now. Yeah. 
Yep. They all still die. That's kind of where the text they, supports yeah, this. That definitely, that's <laughs> definitely tends to be the case, the general case with most people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. And, and I think, I think you get it in the fact, and um, I think uh, the idea is that uh, you see this in the line of Cain, you know? So like, there's no, um, again, we don't want to say that we know everything about these people, but mm. there does seem to be a difference between like a contrast here. We're invited to compare the genealogy of chapter four with the genealogy of chapter five, right? Mm. They have the same number of generations. It pauses on the seventh individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah. Um, now, I think that um, feeds into the next question, which was what is the proper biblical way to think of human cultural advancement? Mm. I think there's no. uh, like human cultural advancement in that we get, wonderful tools Mm -hmm. that are gifts whether it be um medicine or technology or you know there are things that can Mm -hmm. still be or plungers plungers yeah i'm very grateful for those (laughs) you would be yes yes, i would be (laughs) especially after that smoked trout okay (laughs) (laughs) but i think there's wonderful tools that we receive from we we can receive from human cultural advancement, but they should not be where our hope lies in salvation. Doug can't get over his own <laughs> comment. He's still giggling over there. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Like, um that that the um just because we're getting we're getting better at some things does not mean we're getting closer to God. Um and uh and you know, you you need to uh so I think I think, you know, some things are uh, beneficial and can be tools for mm. good, right? But like, let's not fool ourselves in thinking that they're going to change us in significant ways, or like, at least in significantly good ways. In significantly good ways, yes. <laughs> Look at the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prime example. Yeah, yeah. And so the next question is basically that, right? What are some examples of great achievements in our day that promise fulfillment, but also have the potential mm. to amplify evil? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I think of our phones. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I think it was. Oh gosh. Yeah. Jen Jen Wilkin compared our phones to like as our our Tower of Babel. It's our like grasping at um, at at the incommunicable acts of God. Yep. Like we are omniscient. Like we can we think we can know everything. Mm-hmm. You know. So there's uh, yeah. our phone does so much for us that, mm-hmm. but it helps us to like, live. Let outside. me Google what this is. Yeah, it's we no- can know all things we can be in all places you can zoom or facetime anybody yep um at any point like location in the world you can know what's happening all over the world in the news you can you know so it's wonderful things get that can be wonderful i could set a reminder remind myself to pray yeah but it's also it can be uh uh detrimental to to honoring god yeah and, yeah and you could him. you could do i mean our our you, you know you could basically be sending your kids to school with you know the ability to look up anything they want on the internet mm-hmm. you know um uh which you shouldn't do <laughs> you should <laughs> you should uh put the, the right um controls and and apps and stuff on there to 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 but but yeah um <clears throat> so i think the internet is 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 a huge example i think like um uh, you know, I think also like you could think of um, medicine, mm. right? Like so medicine, obviously um, we 
you know, can be a source for great good. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then some people, I think of like, you know, um, times where it's like, okay, let's make, turn this into an opportunity to make uh, ridiculous profits. Mm. You know, so you hear about like some cancer medicines that are like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars a month Mm -hmm. and aren't covered. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not to say that it's not complicated, right? That Mm -hmm. companies aren't doing huge R and D and things like that. But yeah, um, that like that they're not investing a lot uh, to yeah. make these medicines. But yeah, that's um, so a lot of different things. A lot of stuff is going to center around uh, around computers, obviously, because they're the greatest thing. But um, I I think even something like a car, okay, it doesn't. Uh, I don't have to walk miles to get my groceries, and groceries can be at a store because they're driven there. But if I want to do something bad, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could use my car as a status symbol. Um, I could, um, I could get drunk and my mistakes are amplified then if I'm on behind the wheel of a car. You know, there is wisdom for any technology. There's wisdom in, Mm -hmm. um, not being an earth, like, not that like, cause I know there's a lot of tech people who are just like super techie and into the new gadget and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. It's what they're into. It's what they brings them joy. Yeah. Um, but there can be wisdom in how quickly, you adopt things like maybe maybe being a little bit slower to just implement a new technology into your life and recognize that there are going to be things that are negatives as well as the benefits yeah yeah it's and it's 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 uh having the new thing too itself is like a like a crazy it it can be kind of crazy right like i always think that like apple is like the is like the the king of marketing you know where it's Mm -hmm. like Here's our next iPhone. Want to know about it? It's exactly the same as the thing you have in your pocket right now, but it does it like a little bit better and you have to have it now and you're going to be paying this thing off for two years, you know, and, and people, there's no doubt that people will rush to the store to pick it up. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. So it amplifies that part of our nature too. Uh, Ryan also pointed out that when, um, that when are that we are impressed that should oh, be boy. we are impressed yes i had i had a couple <laughs> weeks of typo free johan missed things. this one <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't impressed that on him don't it's not on johan this is me um ryan also pointed out that we are impressed by people who accomplish great things when we are prone to give their opinions on spiritual matters more weight than we should okay uh, where have you found this to be true in your life? What does this tell us about the condition mm-hmm. of the human heart and mind? I mean, I can think of individuals whom, uh, you know, I, I, um, like podcasts that I listen to and mm. stuff like that. Like this guy's like really smart. So, uh, so I'm going to listen to him. Um, like, I know. All right. So like, I know, for example, like one guy that I like listening to is Sam Harris, who is actually one of the, like the four, the four horsemen of the new atheists, right? Like Daniel Del- Dennett, um, Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris. But he's got a really good podcast on like a bunch of other stuff. I don't agree with everything politically or anything, but he's but I, I particularly just like the way his mind thinks about certain things and I benefit from it a little bit, mm. you know, and but I have to be very careful about like his moral analysis about certain things and being and, and really knowing like where to put the brakes on and what I d- agree on and what I disagree on. Mm. Like I'm even like hesitant even to like 
I'm like, there's part of my brain that's like, should I go back and like edit that out? Cause I wouldn't even recommend him necessarily to people because I feel like, you know, you, you, you like, um, not to say that I'm super discerning in all things, but like really being able to have like, a uh, the filter on to where like I can benefit from something, mm. you know, and so you're not listening to him from like an apology. Oh, absolutely not. If anything, I listen to it because I because by listening to people I disagree with, mm-hmm. I um I form better ideas of what I right. actually well, think. Well, that's what I I mean. I think yeah. it's, it can be it's a good thing to yeah. kind of understand the opposing argument. Well. Yeah, but um, but like but, a a good example of something specific is like he's really he's like an, a a a um. um a sec, I would call him like a secular Buddhist in some sense, where he's into like meditation, right? Okay. And but the way that he speaks of it is mindfulness. Yeah. Right. Being that's, conscious that's really about common like language right mindfulness, now. right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but but mindfulness, being aware that my brain is a brain and it is doing thinking right now, and mm-hmm. so I'm feeling this, and that necessarily isn't like what the situation actually is, just mm-hmm. because my brain's processing it this way there's a slide into that that I had that like you you don't because there's also some like wacky completely untrue spiritual things that are very close to and adjacent to that so maybe I'm helped with that concept a little bit but I need to know as a Christian like where the limits are between Mm -hmm. truth and something that's not truth and Mm -hmm. just because both might be helpful in some way Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're beneficial Mm mm-hmm Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to describe is like a sense of discernment from the things that yeah. we listen to. Sure. Sorry, I feel like I went off on that for a while, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you found that helpful. <laughs> I think for, for me, when I read this question, what comes to mind, I, I always um, have a bit of a <laughs> thorn in my side when it comes to like uh, Christian um, celebrities. Mm, um, yeah. Because I, I don't, always think that the those who are in in like the christian sphere and speaking on big stages necessarily have even earned the right to <laughs> like they don't necessarily exist like mm-hmm. i mean when when it comes to like church structure you have elders who are appointed by um the congregation because they have uh upheld specific biblical standards to become an elder yeah but when it comes to christian celebrity there isn't that same sort of um accountability yep um there's sort of like a group accountability but it's not necessarily it's not tied to to scriptural truths yeah and so uh i think i've been both I don't want to say victim, but like I've fallen into the temptation of giving somebody more credit mm-hmm. um, than they might uh, be owed yeah. in, in what they're speaking about God. And then too, also just from the other side, I, I also get really annoyed and frustrated <laughs> with the idea of Christian celebrity. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> thing. And I confess to be kind of out of touch with Christian celebrity culture sometimes. But I, I like, I don't know if this is what you have in mind, but like. I know that a lot of times like Christian like musicians will get elevated mm. to um and and then like every I feel like every couple months you learn about some musician who had a uh you know who who made some good Christian songs a couple mm. years ago now isn't a Christian anymore or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and I'm kind of like oh like um like what is the what are the it's it it's not it's not as if like 
like, why should I have wanted to like accept their opinions more in the first place? Like, just because they're a, they're a, just because they have a platform. Yeah. And they're able to play an instrument. They're able to right, sing. Right. They're cool. People think they're cool. They're kind of the hot new thing. Yeah. Um, and I like how you frame that too, Kristen, like how it's, um, there's, there's no like biblical standard that one is really held to i mean the general biblical standards right but it's not as if like scriptures like before somebody can write a song right. let them be you know <laughs> right. the husband of one wife yeah. the, the wife of one <laughs> husband and yeah all that um so yeah i think that that's uh, important to be to be careful not to allow celebrity even in the christian circle i'm glad that you mentioned that yeah okay let's move on to the next section does this have a lot of names um, it does not. All it right. does not. None that, that I don't think I'm, it has I'm any that you haven't read already read. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So 23 verses 23 to 24. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, let Lamech's, it, then Lamech's is 77 fold. Yes. I like how he talks to himself in the third person. <laughs> He's like Bob Dole. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Bob Dole maybe it's talking about? Maybe it wouldn't it be funny if that was like an Lamech was an anagram for Bob Dole. Um, all right. All so, right. yes. What are the evils that the text highlights in the life of Lamech? Okay. And I give yeah. you, I, I pretty much give yeah, you the list right here. The list. It's written out. <laughs> well, because we're about to ask questions about the them specifically. Murder, so. A twisted I'm, sense of retribution and celebrating his wickedness. Yeah. Thanks I, for that, Doug. You know what I you always. so smart. You know what? <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I don't mean to just spoot feed, but the questions are based specifically on giving some of these answers. So just to make sure they all sure. get mentioned. Uh, I always think of Lamech as. Um, this might, th- I think this was before your time, but do you ever see the show Living Col- in Living Color? No. It was like a variety show, a comedy variety show. Like Jim Carrey got his start on there huh. and like Damon Wayans. And, um, so yeah. So was it like SNL? Yeah, it was kind of like an SNL. Huh. Um, and uh, there used to be this guy who'd go, uh, like anything you're talking to him about, he's like, I wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? <laughs> and this I feel is, is like this like you know Levy's like oh, sorry song, about it I want to hear it here it goes what's um, up ladies <laughs> yeah exactly for his wives like like he wrote another song oh boy it's gonna be worse go. than the last one but we gotta go do it uh, um so yeah so um so these are the evils, polygamy, murder, twisted sense of retribution, and celebrating his wickedness. So celebrating his wickedness, of course, is just the general mm-hmm. fact that he, he wrote a song about it. Want to hear Here it goes. Um, yeah, well, you were going to say I, I it, it just seems like, I don't know if I'm, I am reading into this. It should, like, this is not what the text says. It just seems like abusive behavior to be like. You mean like towards his wife? Towards his wife. Yeah. Like. I'm going to tell you what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. And I am. And you're going to like it me. too. Yeah, oh, like, oh yeah. Maybe like, like an intimidating West, like, yeah. towards them. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I'm certainly reading into it. Yeah. It's not yeah. necessarily saying any of that. Yeah. I mean, but, for all we know, Ada and Zilla were totally into it, but yeah. you know, <laughs> they might've been, <laughs> they you know, they might've been like, <laughs> like I was there. I yeah, saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We caught him for you. <laughs> you were sleeping. Um. <laughs> it just, it just seems like, um, like flexing his muscles yeah. either to impress or to intimidate his wives. Yeah. Yeah. 
And like, just so, so to kind of place it in context, you can really see how like things are going down, down, down further and further, further in the biblical storyline. Right. Because like, you know, we noted how Cain's response to God or, and like the reflection after his sin, Mm. I suppose we could say is worse than Adam's. And here it's like, there's not even a trying to defend it anything. Yeah. It's not saying yeah. the woman whom you put to be with me gave it to me or and it's not and it's not even saying like am I my brother's keeper? It's like, yeah, I did it and I'm happy about it. Yeah. And we could totally see plenty it's kind of, of, of analogs. It's almost like the, the answer to the question like what more could go wrong? Yeah. I'll tell you yeah, what yeah, more yeah, could go more. wrong. Yeah, yeah, plenty more. Yeah. Yeah, and wait till next week cuz there's yeah. plenty more that can go wrong. Yeah. Um so most people today eschew the practice of okay, polygamy. Okay, say that word again. Eschew. Is that really how you pronounce it? I think so. I always assumed. Eschew? Yeah, that's what I always assumed. I don't know. Right. Get back to us on that. Yeah, let us know. Okay. The practice. You're welcome for me putting that in there and making you all <laughs> say that this week. Most people today eschew the, eschew <laughs> the practice of polygamy, having multiple wives. In case it's not obvious enough, there are multiple TV shows that drive this home. Escaping Polygamy, Big Love, Keep Sweet, Pray, Obey. By the way, I don't watch those. I Googled uh, it. I, I Googled the polygamy last one. shows and this is what came up. The last one is I watch at your own. Oh, okay. I was going to say any good. Uh, no, not. it's good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like taking a glimpse into Lamex life up close and personal. Oh, That's so what yeah. It feels yeah. Like. That, that, I remember <laughs> like the, the image for it didn't look like it was like, uh, it's, I mean, obviously you could tell by the, you yeah. could tell by the name. I wouldn't recommend anyone yeah. under the age of 25 watch. It. Okay. Good. <laughs> good to know. No, it is. It was very good to hear. Yeah. Just, yeah. Watch at your own discretion. Okay, good. All right. Anyway. Um, however, maybe we aren't as far beyond this as we might like to think. How is the spirit of polygamy alive and well in our culture oh, today? Oh, man. That's right. <sighs> well, it's like, a, it's like a thing. Okay. Like celebrities choosing to be in like, in like relationships. Like what do they, they don't call it polygamy. Polyamorous. Polyamorous yes, relationships. Okay, yes. Um, yeah. And like, it's like a thing. Yeah, Just, it's beyond it's beyond the bounds of fundamental cult mm-hmm. uh, religious activity. Uh, now, yeah, it's like it is in popular culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I think the celebration of promiscuity yeah. just simply yeah. is a lot like that as well, right? Yeah. yeah, it's. Yeah. It's just kind of like you can be with whomever you want, however many you'd like to be with, whenever. You know, it's it's very there's no restriction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I think even like I think a, a, a real signpost too, and this is like I don't mean this is sexist or anything, but uh, <laughs> you don't you like it when I preface stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but like, I think a real, like, kind of like a sign as to like where we are as a culture is how celebrated that attitude is among women Mm. these days, you know, like it's not just a man thing anymore, you know, but it's also uh, something a lot of ladies like to brag about. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Yeah. A whole other conversation. So I could get into that one. So I think like, just because we're not like, they're not wives. In fact, one might argue that, that like, (laughs) 
Here's the section where Doug advocates polygamy on the podcast. <laughs> One might argue that at least in a polygamous marriage like this, there's some kind of social protection yeah. for, you know, That's there's true. some kind of security here. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you've got some of the, the, the protections of marriage, even right. though, you know, it, it, it's, you know, unbiblical and not a good thing. Uh, so, you know, I think, I don't think that we should, I, I, you know, we gloat at like what the funny old school Mormons used to do, but old you know, school. a lot I of people, still do it. well, it's not, um, mainstream Mormonism does not right. practice. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, for the longest time I'm like, what is Kristen doing there? She's like going to work on this putty <laughs> under the table. <laughs> I was like. Are you, yeah, you I was like, are you like putting batteries you in might. one of your kids' toys or something this whole time? I know. I need a fidget like. toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one's kind of fun because it changes color with, yeah. with with heat. It's like a purple. Oh, does it space. really? Let yeah, me see. it goes Let's pink. See. Oh yeah? Goes the heat pink. makes it pink? Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'll get She's it got pink. very whole, cold I'll, hands. I'll get you. I'll get if it, you want to make it cold, it put pinker. it on one of these cans. <laughs> Wait till you hear the seltzer that we have at the end of this episode. All right. Anyway. Um, all right. Lamech's desire for excessive vengeance is clearly on display as 77 fold. Mm-hmm. Where today do you still see this kind of thinking? Twitter. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You did something wrong. The mobble pile on. <laughs> is that what you have in mind? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It's not enough for you to uh, get a slap on your wrist at your job. You need to lose your job and your house and your family and your livelihood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, certainly, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that extra stigma is attached mm-hmm. to where, like, do we want to be a people in a culture and a church, for that matter, where there's some things that people can't come back from, mm-hmm. you know, and lives are just ruined for, for doing or saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was, I was reading a thing about like some YouTube personality who like, he, you know, he had like millions of subscribers and then he like, he did something bad and I I forget what it even was. I think it was even illegal, but like now, like significantly longer after, like he, like he, he's kicked off of all these platforms can never come back on, Mm. which might be fine but yeah but i know that what what they were saying was that like this guy like lost everything he had and was trying to live out of out of like motel rooms mm-hmm. and but but people would like track him down mm-hmm. to like where he was staying like they would take like clues and figure out where he was staying and then go there and get him kicked out of the motels where he was staying what? yeah yeah and and it's just like you know i mean i know some people do bad stuff but like you got to trust, um, you know, the the authorities to do, you know, to take care of things, yeah. and to some extent, and just the just I I suppose like like the um, the unwillingness to forgive sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, is is really there. Yeah. Um, and there is I there's a sense in I think our culture where it's like, well, why should I forgive anybody for doing anything yeah. until until it's you in the hot seat, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you always want vengeance on the other until you're the one who's kind of at fault, and then you want the forgiveness. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of recognizing, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like um. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of gets you 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 could definitely get into like debates about like criminal justice and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, I think at the very least, we want to say that these don't admit to easy answers. Yeah. 
you know, it makes me think of like the Shawshank Redemption, you know, and like one of the big themes in that is, um, you know, you have, uh, I, and I think you see this more with red than you do with Andy. Sorry if you haven't seen Shawshank, but it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, Morgan Freeman's character. It's like when he finally gets paroled towards the end of his life, the thing that like, he says, like, if, if I could talk to that stupid little boy and tell him not, you know, not to do what he did, I, I certainly would, you know, and like he, and it's almost like, how does time change a person? Mm -hmm. How does, how does life change a person? And having like a system where, um, someone pays for decades and decades and decades for a mistake that they make, even if that mistake is big, like, is that like truly what justice should look like, Mm -hmm. you know? Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think like, you know, you, you know, you could get in conversations like that, but, um, you know, we certainly have the, um, the tendency that I, and I think the right posture is just to say, we need to guard our hearts. We need to be aware that when we think of like, what is a fitting punishment for a crime or what is a fitting punishment that we're, we're not simply going on emotion. Like this is how much I dislike this, or this Mm -hmm. person is a pariah now, so they should get anything that's coming to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It should punishment. I think, it's important to realize, you know, in, in uh, there is number one um, in the law, several times in the law of Moses, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Mm-hmm. A punishment should fit the crime. Yeah, it should. Um, but then also personally, when people sin against me, Jesus says I'm to forego that. Mm. So maybe that shouldn't be the law, right? Like the law, we just forgive everyone who does wrong. But in terms of my personal ethic as to whether or not I personally bear a grudge, Right. Like I'm I I as a Christian, am called to an even higher law than an eye for an eye. Hmm. Right. Where I'm able to forego my rights and to say uh, instead, I'm going to choose to love and to bless in return. I mean, and we do that because that is what Christ has done for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. God does not exact an eye for an eye for for me or for you, you know. Yeah. So Um, do you still celebrate your sin, Doug? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I do, you know, and I think that, that uh, in humor, it's the easiest to do that, yeah. you know, to um, like, look at the stupid things I've, yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. done. <laughs> look at the stupid things I've done. You know, sometimes um, people learn my testimony and want to talk about things that I did, you know, and uh, yeah, so I need to be on, I need to be on guard about that. Mm-hmm. I'm very much reminded of a phrase that Paul uses in Romans 6 where he said, but what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like that's the right way to look on mm-hmm. our past and our past in, uh, yeah. of sin. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I don't, I think I have personally, I have to fight that, um, fight feeling the shame and guilt, mm-hmm. like, because there's no condemnation for those who are yeah. in Christ Jesus, you know? So I need to remind myself of that. So mm. I don't think that that celebrating my sin is not really something I struggle with. I'll, for yeah, me, I mean, more, I'll actually say, like, guilt. I don't think I've ever seen you doing that. Yeah. Like, every time that I've, that you've talked about your past to me, you, you grieve, you're grieving over yeah. it, you know? And me, and me too. I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> you right? just have but funnier I stories. I just say that, like, Kristen's <laughs> particularly good with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of mine are, are mixed with like 
Like I ended up on TV. Yeah, Doug or just something. has some very public mishaps <laughs> that are can still be laughed at. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, all that to be said, as much as it's fun knowing Doug's story, I think it is definitely testament to what God can do in somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, uh, it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the way I often think of it in terms of like the uh, the unnamed woman in Luke seven who, you know, wipes Jesus's mm-hmm. feet with her tears, you know, whoever's forgiven much loves much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Ryan notes sometimes that we can do this when we uh, accept or embrace patterns of sin by giving them cute labels. So I'm just stubborn uh, mm-hmm. when it's really unteachable. I'm just outspoken when really being rude. I'm lazy, passive, hot-tempered, materialistic, you know, and these mm-hmm. can be like chuckling points, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they're really not necessarily things to be celebrated, yeah. you know, um, I, or or at all things to be celebrated, <laughs> I should probably say. Okay. Let's talk about the next section now, the line of Seth. All right. You all can right? read this You want one. me to read this yes. one? Okay. <laughs> so Genesis 425 through 55. Um. I don't know if we're getting any crazy names yet. Well, you were not, though. Okay. Uh, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. And, the name, and, and at that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when, he, when they were created. Uh, man uh, in Hebrew is Adam. Um, when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Okay. All right. So Genesis 4.26 makes a short note. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. How does this color the otherwise dreary tone of these pas- pas- chapters? Wow, I almost said passages. <laughs> oh, we can't have that. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how does this color the otherwise dreary tone of these chapters Hmm. i think that uh it gives like little glimmers of hope right like Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that i think that um again the color right like what is the flavor of these chapters so on the one hand very dark very Mm -hmm. clearly that things get bad and we haven't seen seen nothing yet right but um but when it does number one like there's there's no amount of darkness in which Hope does not shine through, but I think it's very purposeful that that it's all like really short bursts of hope, mm. right? Like even even the uh, the original promise in three fifteen of the crushing the head of the serpent or mm-hmm. bruising he- the head of the serpent, like that is just it's it says it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to the and now again. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord, and you're like, wait, what? What does that look like? What's a you know all these Nope, that's all we're going to say about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's like, and then you, 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 you know, we could go a little bit forward in the text. Enoch, mm-hmm. he walked with God and yeah. he was not for God took him. And you're like, wait, what does all that mean? Oh, no, we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of yeah. like um, you don't, it, it, and that's it. It's that, like, like the hope is there, mm-hmm. but it's not like, 
but the darkness almost seems like it's overwhelming it. Yeah. You know. Well, I've I've heard of these uh, these genealogies. Almost you can read it as like, is this guy? Nope, dead. Is this guy? Nope, yep. Dead. Yeah, exactly. Is this guy? Nope, dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then is this the guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he walked with the Lord. Is this the guy? Nope. Specifically God took it. <laughs> in light of the promise of three fifteen, right. right? The offspring right, exactly. of the woman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's very. I think I said it last week in the podcast. It's very fitting that uh, that the book of Genesis is a book of genealogies, given the promise that we're he- that's held out in front of us at the beginning of the book. Mm. It yeah. really causes you to, to ask that. Um, why do you think? creation themes are reintroduced in chapter five verses one through five okay so here we're talking never even considered why this would be (laughs) (laughs) it's a short answer but yeah so just to to be clear uh god when god created man well first of all the first time we saw a book of the generations was at the uh i think it's chapter two verse four right these are the generations of the heavens and the earth Mm -hmm. okay uh, by the way, that phrase will get repeated again and again in Genesis. That's where the English um, title comes from, because huh. the Greek is geneseos. Okay. So um, <laughs> you're like, okay, get on with that. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. But okay. Well, that's good. All right. So, so Genesis can be generations, I suppose we could say. Okay. Um, so you got that. You've got when God created man, made him in the likeness of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, male and female, He created them. Like that's yeah, very, very similar to one twenty six. Kind of a repeat. Mm-hmm. He blessed them. Um, you, here you do have the naming of man, and we've in, mm-hmm. we've suggested that naming doesn't um, does uh, imply um, a level of um, authority over right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then. Um, yeah, and then Adam fathers a son in his own likeness. There you have it uh, paired with the word image. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and so why why does it start with this language again? It's like, we know all this stuff. Yeah. Um, because this is kind of a do-over, right? This is kind of like, all right. They think this is the do-over. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, and it's not the only do-over that we're going to see <laughs> in the next few <laughs> chapters, right? But yeah, it's like, uh, it's... it's um. Cain and Abel, okay, that mm-hmm. that didn't launch. Right. Let's let's, let's try, try this, this now. Again. Yeah, and um, this is it. Kind of is like Thomas Edison figuring out the light bulb, in in uh, Genesis one through eleven. There's plenty of chances, and none of them really work until um, God steps in at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. All right. <clears throat> Have someone brave read Genesis five six through twenty four. Okay. Here you go. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, And and this doesn't even bring you all the way through. You could have. All right. So when Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he fathered Canaan. Uh, Enosh lived after he fathered Canaan. 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. When Canaan had lived 70 years, he fathered Mahalalel. Canaan lived after he fathered Mahalalel. Canaan lived after uh, he fathered Mahalalel 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. 
When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he fathered Yared. Mahalalel lived after he had fathered Yared 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. When Yared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after, sorry, Yared lived after <laughs> he had fathered Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Yared were 962 years, and he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 days. Enoch, years. years, yes. <laughs> he was a little baby. When, no. um, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Yeah. All right. Good job, Doug. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, what did I want to say? I felt like, I, oh, uh, I forget because I read this sermon before I heard it. He did mention the thing about the numbers, the little yes, thing. Yes, he did mention it. Yeah. So just so you know what I was saying with that, because obviously people always ask these big number questions mm -hmm. about this chapter. I mean, I'm not going to say that like... I don't I don't think we could say like yeah it's impossible that people live this long like I'm not like trying to like I'm not denying that I'm not you know but what I do say is that um uh the the numbers here are suspicious enough for us to hang a question mark over this chapter and say maybe there's something weird going on with the numbers here that we just don't have enough data to figure out and the reason I say that is because every single number in this chapter, except for one of the numbers, and uh, I think that's the uh, I think that's the total number of Methuselah's life, the longest living man, are um, a are are multiples of five or multiples of five plus seven, and even Methuselah is a multiple of five plus two sevens. Um, no, that's not right. Sorry. Um, Yes. No, that is right. That is right. It's a multiple of five plus two sevens. So the uh, the thing here, the idea here is that if you take a random sampling of this many people's ages, right, and like, you know, how old were you when you mothered um, uh, Edwin, right, and you just collected the, these numbers, the likelihood that you would land on that is extremely low. Yeah. Now, you know what's funny? Yeah. Edwin was born on the 30th. Darcy was born on the or on the fifteenth, and Claire was born on the thirtieth. Nice, and uh, <laughs> and and Caroline was born on the twenty second. Uh, yeah, of, of, um, yeah. So the um, so the so the thing is here is that like um, uh, with a random sampling of numbers, right? You're gonna get a few things. But with this many numbers having that kind of uh, that kind of uh, consistency, consistency, yeah, sure. uh, it sounds like something weird is going on. But so, we just don't know enough. To yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is you can accept the long lives, or you can hang a question mark there, but don't get hung up on it. Exactly. I think that. I. I that's what I think. I think you can. You can. Yeah. I think. And I think whatever our position should, our position on that is, 
there should be a quite bit of a question mark. Sure. Like we don't know for sure. We shouldn't act like the answer to yeah. this is like just super I mean, the easy. first hears of Genesis five might be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but we just don't know what that and is. And we could go further down that rabbit trail, but we won't. Um, <laughs> yep. So yes, the question stands: Why, why are we told yes. of each individual in this section, and he died? Isn't that obvious? Isn't that obvious? What would you say to that? Yeah, it is obvious, but we're pointing out the obvious. Why are we pointing out the obvious? (laughs) We're pointing out, we're getting the reminder, like Ryan said, that Satan is a liar. um, Because it's so easy to forget that he's a liar. Mm. Um, So, yeah, sure, everybody knows that people die now. um, Mm -hmm. But the, the reminder is not... And he died. The reminder is, and he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the so the 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 lie you shall not surely die, yep. right? Is yep. put to it. Yeah. And and you get and you know people are not escaping from the despite yeah. these super long lives, right? People are not escaping from the final. Yep. And the technological, of cultural sin. advances, they're yep. still... Still overtaking yep. them, yeah. And you could really tell that it stands out because just compare it to any other genealogy in the Bible, none of which needs to tell us that he died. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's... But, I mean, like, think about it. I'm in my 30s. I am a much better person than I was in my 20s. Mm. <laughs> but that does not mean that in my 80s... Like I'm going to be anywhere near perfect. Yeah. In fact, you might be a lot worse. I might be in your a lot 80s. worse. In yeah. My 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like you never. I'll be like, you hey, never Kristen, know. how's it going? Because I'll be in my 90s then. <laughs> and. Oh man. Yeah. Chris, Sitting in like, a rocking chair at the nursing like, home. Oh, I still Doug. watch all those polygamy shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse, Doug. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This world is going to hell in a handbasket. So I like my. I like you my see old all lady these voice. kids in their hoverboards. They're not even watching where they're going. When we get to the account of Enoch's life in verses twenty-one to twenty-four, we are twice told Enoch walked. Blah, 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 blah. Enoch walked with God. What does it mean to walk with God, and how is your walk with God? Hmm. What does it mean to walk with God? Well, um, the, the typically the um, the metaphor for walking with the Lord is typically means living with, right? Like so, like conduct your life in mm-hmm. this way. So, like uh, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, yeah. right? And what's interesting <clears throat> here, we don't have like we don't have the rest of of the Bible yet at this point. Yeah, yeah. So that we don't have the laws, we don't have the commandments, we don't have like a structured way to walk with with God. Well, at least Enoch didn't at mm-hmm. this point, but he still did. Yeah, like we don't know what was and wasn't revealed. Right. You know, like we could speculate, like right. I wouldn't take anything off the table, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, was God manifesting himself in other ways? Uh, did God give other written revelations to people did he you know we don't know we have no idea all you know is that is that it's possible to walk with mm-hmm. god at this point in in yeah. history and the other thing the other link that i would put here is that um walking um walking is often um, um used as a kind of like symbolism 
for being close to someone, uh, dwelling with someone. So the last time that we saw this verb occur, it was with the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the idea there seems to be that this is God dwelling in the garden with with the Mm -hmm. people, right? So it's being close. So Mm -hmm. Enoch was exceptionally close with God. And so it means to be close with God in some way or something like that. This will also be used again, uh, like when it talks about the Lord being among Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah. You know what I find beautiful about this? And I think Ryan has said it. I think I've heard him say it before. It only takes one generation like mm-hmm. he, he's he I know talked about it when we were talking about um, Joshua, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it's like it doesn't have we don't know how Enoch was raised or what his right. dad was like or his dad's dad, you know, but I know their names. We know their names, but we don't know what they were like. Mm. Um, but he stood out. Yeah. And so like apart from whatever your family history might be you can still walk with God. Yep. And I, I think it's just such a beautiful and redeeming uh, truth. Which is which is um, very much in line with what we're asking in the next question there, right? That everyone else in this chapter meets the same end and he died. However, Enoch was not for God took him, which, by the way, I don't think we can infer that he was ascended into heaven or something. Like, maybe, but, but maybe not. Maybe this is just using different verbiage just to clue us in that things ended up differently for him, yeah. right? Yeah. What is the text teaching us about breaking the pattern with Enoch? And that's what you know. I think you, you're, you're you're saying there, right? That that you're there's um, we we might call it generational sin, but it doesn't even need to be the same sins. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be it could be you know every, every human being has that but that it's it's possible to do it and the way you do it is by walking with god yeah which i think is a cool thing because i often think of like when when one way to think of like battling sin right like so you think of like what god said to Satan, say satan cain <laughs> um what Sane. he said to Satan <laughs> was uh what he said to to cain was Sin is crouching over at your door. Yeah. Uh, its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Um, and and I think of that. I think I'm gonna get sin out of my life. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out, right? Like, and I'm gonna be left with a big gap in my life where that sin used to be. So I used to spend my time doing this. Now I'm gonna spend my time doing nothing. Or I used to think this about this, and I'm just gonna try to stop thinking that way. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, think of it this way, this cup, There's, if I was like, Kristen, get the air out of this cup, okay? There's two ways to do it. The one is to suck it out, with your, <laughs> right? Maybe take a vacuum cleaner. The other good way, however, probably a better way. Is to pour some seltzer Fill in it, it <laughs> with this delicious seltzer we'll be trying in a few minutes. And that's the idea is like... Do I just uh, do I avoid sin just by avoiding sin or do I avoid sin by walking with God? Mm-hmm. You know, do I do I do I and 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 I'll tell you, like if, if you try to do it the first way, you're going to just feel yeah. that hole yeah. that you've taken out of yeah. your life. But if you put if you replace it with the power of a superior affection, um, then uh, that is how to walk with God, mm-hmm. you know, the power of a superior Affection. Affection. Yeah. Yeah. That's Chalmers. Tweet that. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So are there patterns in your family history that you need to break? I know for me there is. You know, um, my dad um, was a really good man in a lot of different ways, but there's a lot of, like, things that I picked up from watching him in uh, in how he was. He, um, so, you know, he had um, a lot of mental health issues and uh, he was a really heavy drinker and stuff. And um, I don't have a lot of memories of him that aren't, you know, kind of filled with that mm-hmm. and with kind of being alone. Um, and um, I am tempted to be like him in some ways mm-hmm. that um, I, I think are, you know, more than people are normally tempted with, with mm-hmm. certain things. Um and so I really am helped when the Lord helps me to remember, like, you're not him. Mm. You know, you're not going to do to your wife what he did to your mother. Mm. You're not going to do to your kids what he did to you, mm-hmm. you know. And that's not to say my dad didn't shine in other ways. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like, so I'm very convicted to constantly think of the example of my dad and uh, to, to break that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, my I feel my parents were first generation Christians. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the work like there's stuff, patterns of addiction and stuff that they'd worked hard to break for mm-hmm. for our family that have not continued. But then there's other kind of less obvious things that I feel like I I want to be careful and not pass on to my kids um, for like just like some of my insecurities in the way. I view myself like I don't want my daughters to grow up feeling those same things and just trusting in the Lord more, you know, um, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Just not necessarily super obvious, but uh, certainly would they would benefit yeah. <laughs> from yeah. not learning a, a, some of those patterns. Yeah. And so what do they see when they see me? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a convicting question to ask for any parent, I think. Um Okay, uh, let's go ahead now and go to 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. I didn't flip ahead. You've got it already. I've got it. Should I I do this one? All right. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. I think it was awesome that Ryan thought of this passage as something to like, kind of be a good gospel um, hook for what we're learning about in these chapters. Um, but how? How does this passage relate to what we learned in Genesis this week? Um, well... I mean, the first thing, I don't even, it's not like necessarily the right answer, but I just think like be an Enoch, be like walk with God, Yep. Um, teach your children, teach your neighbors, your friends, your family, whoever is in your life, be like Enoch so that they can see somebody walking with God and what that, what that means. Yeah. Be that new creation. Yeah. 
And I think that's um, another way of saying that is this, we regard no one according to the flesh, right? So we read these chapters, ah, oh, you figured out how to, uh, how to herd animals. You figured out how to pitch tents. You built a city. You got, you, you're really making good sounds on those instruments over there. You know, like, wow, you made me a, a fish hook out of metal, you know? Um, uh, wow, how long did you live? No, the one who should draw our attention is at that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord or he walked with God mm-hmm. and he was not for God took him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do we uh, regard people according to the flesh or do we regard them according to the spirit and the new creation that they are in Christ? Put the emphasis on the right syllable. Oh, nice. <laughs> tomato, tomato. That's not the same thing. Okay. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So finally, how would you frame the gospel in terms of what is said in Genesis four seventeen through 5, 24? How would you frame the gospel? I don't know if I understand this question fully. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest. Well, okay. Um, so... Uh, mankind, no matter how, no matter how accomplished we think we are, we are all estranged from God and we are all going to suffer the consequences oh, of I sin. Oh, I see what the question is. My okay. sin doesn't go away by myself. You want to take it from no, there? Okay. Uh, my sin it. doesn't go away on its own. It doesn't go away through my accomplishments, mm-hmm. my effort, my health, my longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, the way in which, um, the way in which, um, uh, And the reason I can have hope is because despite my sin, I could turn to the Lord and walk with him and call upon his name. Mm -hmm. And just if I wanted to kind of cheat, which I'll say, hey, this is my podcast. I'm going to cheat right now. (laughs) Now, this is all of our podcast. But um, (laughs) uh, so here it tells me that people began to call upon the name of Yahweh, of the Lord. That's a good that's 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 what it meant for them. However, as a Christian, okay, I'm told to call upon someone's name, and that's the name of Jesus. So here in the Old Testament, I see people, um, you know, calling upon the name of the Lord. Well, everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved, Mm -hmm. according to the New Testament. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. So the the New Testament cites these passages calling upon the name of the Lord um, uh, and applies them to Jesus. Mm. So that's the way to live that out today. Cool. Cool? Cool. All right. Prayer time. Praise God for the hope he's given us, even in a world that seems hopeless. There there we go. Pray that God would... be on the worship team. I I was thinking about giving the second line there, but... um, Pray that God would help you to see your sin as it truly is and would kill any taste you still have for it. And pray that the Lord would give you a deeper understanding of what it means to walk with Jesus and that he would continue to empower you to do it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Here's well, my update on the silly putty. Yes. How is, oh my gosh, it's all pink. <laughs> How did you? I've do been this? working How hard did you, did to get that this? pink. Yeah, Are you was, doing this? I was I was working very hard to get it pink. Wow! All right, you got. All right, folks. All right. Oh, what it's do we still have pretty here? cold. It's it pretty is cold. cold. So, all right. So today we are in uh, the, the. So this is a polar, and it is part of the. <laughs> it is part of the. Is it, are they all limeades? Or they might be lemonades, but it's it like limeade. Yeah, it's like a limeade. 
like I've got blood orange limeade Ooh. at home and like they, they, so yeah it's a different looking can and this is the coconut limeade is, and oh it is seltzer and so you it's, know it's called seltzerade look at that seltzerade yeah so this is the polar seltzer so maybe they do have lemonade so it's a little right. coconutty yeah, which of course makes it like it smells like suntan lotion. Yeah, anything with coconut kind of makes me think. You know, it tastes like suntan lotion too. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is very some. I don't know where there's like no lime in it. Well, no, there's some lime. It's it's like it's like suntan lotion with lime zest. Yeah, which leads me to say. And it's very, the carbonation is wild too. Uh huh. Right? Like, <laughs> you're right there. <laughs> like, I'm not sure I'm not going to burp into the microphone after. <laughs> I'm trying real hard not to. <laughs> yeah. So, if somebody was like, I made you a bowl of banana boat suntan lotion and I zested this lime into it, and I need you to eat this as ice, like ice cream, this is what I'd expect it to taste this like. This is what it would taste like, I yeah. think. I don't, I don't think we've. We've eliminated all doubts in my yeah. mind that this is what suntan lotion tastes yeah. like. Or like, you know, those, um, those like summer, the, there is this one, you know, oh man, I know what it is. So I used to get these like air fresheners for my car. Oh yeah. That kind of smell like sunblock. Yeah, but yeah, I liked yeah. it because it kind of made my car smell like summer. Yeah. I know what you mean. And this is exactly like if I. You're driving around with flip flops on. Yeah. 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 And. Oh. <laughs> And tell me, but here, take a sip and tell me how is this? Is it just me or is this like, like incredibly carbonated, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's so many bubbles, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it stings. <laughs> it stings my tongue to drink it. You know how like it explodes and bubbles in, like, yeah. in your mouth, and it's like, oh my goodness. Okay, well, I'm gonna give it a. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just two in a row. Very discreet. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to give it a... I don't like it. But like if you really love coconut... Then get the regular polar coconut. Yeah. I am tempted to give it two, but I don't think it's worth the... T- like it doesn't... I'm getting another taste it's, off It's of not it. disgusting. Like I don't want to spit it out and I can drink it. But as an aftertaste, I kind of taste Fritos. No, and that it's not just might be I your lunch. I was just burping, <laughs> I was just burping smoked trout. <laughs> it pairs nicely right. with, with smoked trout. It's time to end this podcast. <laughs> okay. So wait, how many bubbles are you getting? At? I'll give it two because I can. I don't want to spit it out. Well, that'll be two, my special. Two because I don't want to spit it out. Well, it serves you right, Mrs. Lychee. Uh <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to have to side with... You know what? You're going to give it one? I'm going to give it three. What? Yeah. I'm just picturing myself drinking the rest of these and thinking this is more interesting than other seltzers that I have at home right now. Like, I've got the Black Cherry Waterloo, which is straight up disgusting. Is it now? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it three just because I'm feeling nice. If if you have a kid 
yeah. who is always tempted to lick the suntan lotion bottle. And yes. Just give him this. And or a husband <laughs> like me. Do you do that? <laughs> oh, it's just going to burp again. Oh. Uh. Oh, my. <laughs> all right. Well, have all a right, great All right, everybody. Week. With that, <laughs> God bless you all and have a great week. <laughs> Bye-bye.